Labs here on Data Fruits FM. I'm your host, Get Dizzy. We're here together to enjoy a full hour of music, freeform radio, music from all around the world, all sorts of people, periods of time. We enjoy it all together. This week we got some good October music for you. We got a lot of different stuff. We hear Popolvo, we hear Pansonic, we hear Terrence Dixon, we hear Bruce Hack, we hear DJ Spooky. There are many, many more. It's going to be a little creepy. It's going to be a little ambience. It's going to be a good time. Uh, join us in the chat, datafruits.fm slash chat if you choose to. But wherever you're listening, please enjoy the show.
instantaneously thought of Vico, and I wondered if I would emerge with a philosophical golden bow like he did. Something similar happened to Jack Kerouac in the late 50s. He fell down and entered what he called the golden eternity, and maybe I'll mention that later. But yes, when, what drew me further into Vico when I started reading the new science was its psychedelic quality, its extravagant, shimmering, billowing prose, but also its content, which is nothing less than a psychedelic science of man. I mean, a hallucinogenic theory of the origins of humankind. At the time, I was involved in some research and teaching in the psychiatry and behavioral science department and reading authors like R. Gordon Watson, Aldous Huxley, and Terence McKenna, each of whom advocated a version of the view that in the beginning was the drug. For instance, Huxley, man was a dopehead before he was a farmer, or McKenna's so-called stoned ape theory that changing climatic conditions after the last ice age brought our distant ancestors into contact with psychoactive mushrooms, which broke them out of their monkey egos into proto-human social consciousness and behavior. So in 2019, I was amazed to find that these fringe theories of anthropology are actually variations on Vico's theory of harmonization. What do I mean by that? I'll assume our audiences listen closely to your monologue on Vico, especially the part about the primitive religions. Those lightning bolts that shock the giants are not what they seem. If we read closely, we notice that they are not just a meteorological phenomenon, a perturbation of the sky that discloses the sky, but also a technique of perturbing the mind, opening an inner sky, an illicit science, he calls it, an illicit science of inducing those first thoughts of divinity and inspiring divine speech. Vico writes that the theological poets perturb themselves to excess with a view to the end of producing sublime poetry. Elsewhere, he says that they sang the marvels wrought by sorceresses. Note the wording there. The song itself was the marvel, the product of the sorcery. Vico continues in the same passage. This is to be explained by a hidden sense that the nations have the, of the omnipotence of God. The art or science of opening that occult sense, tuning subjects to the invisible electric body of Jove, Enlil, Jupiter, etc., to the highest institution of every nation. Every nation, then, is born of hallucination. And indeed, the Gentile deities are hallucinations. Vico insists that they are projections of juvenile egos who mistake their imagination for reality and disseminate their self-deception to others, forming a collective mental space, a nation. Malloy, a political scientist and our latest seminar, coined the phrase hallucinatory political theory. And in your monologue, you, you said that Vico had reason to worry about running afoul of the Inquisition. And indeed, he almost seems to be advocating a kind of atheism, saying that all gods are hallucinations, except that he maintains a distinction between the Gentile pseudo-divine hallucinations and the Judeo-Christian revelation. The course run by Gentile nations is, in every case, a long, strange trip away from a hallucinatory origin, a depressive fall out of a super-energetic point of ecstasy or mania, passing through an intermediate phase in which heroic efforts are made to realize, conserve, and extend the manic visions, finally ending in the ambiguous completion and disenchantment of the human age. History is an end-static process, by which I mean a process wherein things move from a state of ecstatic inflation back into what they really are. For in the beginning, men mistook their egos for a supernatural cosmic order. By the third age, imagination has dried up and sober reason prevailed, and it becomes clear that the gods are just human projections and everyone's really human. Metaphorical poetic language resolves into generic prosaic language. Now, the practical question for Vico is how to treat the depressive symptoms of all two human ages without opening the floodgates to delusional and destructive manias, what he calls the chaos of the metaphysical poets. I call this historical therapy, that is, the work of healing history itself, rejuvenating without re-bestializing. All of this is what captivated me about Vico, even put me in a frenzy as Michelle 
up tight, cause there's a foul owl on the prowl tonight. Hey little lark, get out of the dark, foul owl on the prowl, cute little jay stay out of his way, foul owl on the prowl, you just might be the quail he'll tail, foul owl on the prowl, you just might be the swallow he'll follow Foul owl on the prowl If you hear him hoot, scoot If you pass his tree, flee If you catch his eye, fly Don't wait to say goodbye He's got a yen for a pretty little hen Foul owl on the prowl He's hungry for a chick So get on quick Foul owl on the prowl Oh, Quick. 